the greatest game I ever got was a white dude I used to work for. Oh, dude, you got to get an LLC. Dude, you got to write all this shit off. It's like, dude, my dry cleaning bill, I'm writing it off. This is my work uniform. Motherfucker, custom suits every day. Oh, I got to write this off. You know, you're trying to get audited, but you can literally open up a LLC for $150. You know, I spent $30,000 trying to get this business off. $30,000 you can write off your, your W-2 taxes. Stack my money up like Lego. Bad me when I say so. Pull up in the spotlight. Pull up in the drive. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Copeland, aka Professor Copeland. I'm here with my dog, my brother, Ross Mack, in the building. Maconomics, man. What's good with you, brother? How you feeling, man? Yo, yo, I'm feeling great, baby. How you living? I'm chilling, brother. I'm chilling, trying to get like you, trying to put in my push-ups and sit-ups and get ready for the world. You know what I'm saying? How I look. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you see me? You see me come through in a thermal <laughs> until Debo. I said, "Hey, I got, I get, I got the full effect dad bod. It ain't even no, no hiding it with me. It's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Hey, bro, that you dad know, bod, it's, real. It's, bro. it's dad bod. You know they, they say women really prefer a dad bod anyway. Um, Look. it's just Look. a fact. But you know, it's maturity, it's brother. It's maturity, brother. I don't know how, you, how you feel, but like I felt like, you know, when, when wifey was going through pregnancy and stuff like that you know they talk about women with their cravings i'm i'm the one craving shit i'm like yeah baby you, you want some ice cream bro i know you want some ice cream. come on let's it, go to let's go to dunkin donuts please let's go to basketball it's a scientific bro it's a scientific fact that men also put on weight as the woman is yeah. having all those cravings because she eating you eating because you just see the food she's stressing you stressing it's just we eating together. Bruh. You know what I mean? We eating together. We a team, man. Who who can blame us? We good men. You know what I'm saying? We gonna be there for our partners, our spouses, man. And so anyway, man. But but uh we gonna we're gonna kick it. It's something I've said time and time again. We you know, people focus a lot on investing, they focus a lot on on uh, cryptocurrency, alternative investing, mm -hmm. real estate, but they don't focus on the taxes. And even within each of those different buckets, mm. you get certain people who are on that next level and they professionals like you say like entertainers and athletes right like when a person tell you how much you make and especially like if you're not a, a an employee right if you're an employee they take all the thinking out of it largely because they take the taxes out early but if you're a person that get a lump sum of money you actually dread this time of year right the the time of year when it's time to pay taxes largely because one you're gonna owe the government and so when when davey's talking about look bro uh you know a hundred thousand ain't nothing out the taxes maybe you could take a trip is because look if you make a quarter million you say a quarter million ain't nothing out the tax million ain't nothing out the taxes if you literally think about it if they give me a million dollars january 1st and then the next year i actually got to pay taxes on it well guess what i'm paying taxes on that million dollars however for 12 months, if I'm an entertainer, right, I'm on a deal where all I got was that advance and I might get a royalty here and there and it take three months after that and after that to get, I end up spending that whole million dollars when the reality is, whoa, you spending the government money. Hold on now, you spending too much money. You spending my money. You can only spend your money, which in actuality, if I give you that million, it might be closer to $500,000. Mm. So what end up happening is when a person, like you say, an athlete, yo, I just signed for $20 million, or better yet, let's keep it easy. I just signed for a million dollars. Oh, shit, I'm about to, mentally, you like, I got a $4 million in my bank account. Bruh. So I'm about my mama house. I'm about me a house right there. That's 
that's call that 300 and 300 right so you got 600k then you're gonna buy a car or watch this you've already spent the government money because you was really only allowed to spend 500,000 and so as a person in your shoes like an athlete like me right now I, I I'm a w9 guy right so I'm getting full lump sums up front but then that then it come back it's all shit how can I how can I lower this taxable amount? Now all I'm thinking about, and, that, and we'll get into this later, but now all I'm thinking about is the right way, the way the wealthy do it, and it's all about qualified deductions, right? Write-offs. But to a person like Dave East, right? Like, what would you say to a person like Dave East when he's talking about, you know, a million ain't nothing after taxes? So, Ashley Ross, before we get into that, can you break down the difference between the W-9 versus the W-2 wages? Oh, yeah. So, the good thing is I've been in both, Right. I've been a W-2 employee for a long time. And the thing about a W-2 employee is, well, they take all the thinking out of it. Um, and what that means is, look, this is, you're an employee. Your employer is going to pay you money. However, they are going to already take the taxes out for you. So they're going to take the, the state um, the state and their uh, federal taxes out. They're going to take money aside for uh, um, like Medicaid or Medicare or healthcare, all that type of stuff, right? And at the end of the day, you look up what you take home is what you actually take home. Now, obviously, if you got more kids or something, you could end up getting a, uh, a a tax refund because nine times out of 10, the government is gonna take more money out of your taxes than they actually should have. But as a W-9 employee, if I sign a contract for $100,000, they're not taking no taxes out. They're giving you your full $100,000, largely because they know, you know you're a business owner you have other things that you might need to actually deduct, right? Qualified deduction. So the thing is, at the end of the year, W-2 employees are, are looking to do one thing, right? When it's tax time. So when people be geeked, like, oh, yeah, I, I just got my taxes back. Largely because they are a tax, I mean, they are an employee. So they are W-2 employees. So the government is taking more taxes out of their check than they needed to. As a result, guess what? They're getting a refund. They getting a child, they, they claiming other people on their kids, they getting that. But as a W-9 person, right, you're a business owner, when you're getting paid, the end of the year, right, when tax time, you're owing money. So, you know, I think that that kind of de define the, the, the differences, W-9 versus W-2. Yeah, no, 100%. Like you said, a, a, a W-2, you're an employee. Uh, W-9, you're a contractor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what independent contractor, right? Like, you pay your own shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't, we ain't doing it for you. We ain't breaking it down for you. And then also just a, another note is like as a W-2 employee, you can you can change up your deduction amount, right? Like there are some people, and, and that's what I want to dive into next, right? There's two schools of thought, or really, I guess, three schools of thought when you, when you think about it, right? There's some people who want more deducted from their checks so that at the end of the year, they can get that a check back or potential to have a return, right? Yep. Um, you got some people, Hey, I don't, I, you, that, that's their train of thought. You got some people who are, I want to have the least amount deducted from my check today so I can be closer to that W9 employee so that I can get a loan from the government and I can go invest it. I can go put it to work. I can go spend it and hopefully get a return on the money and then take that money and pay it off when I have to pay taxes at the end of, you know, in, on the following date of the next year. That's another school of thought. So those are the two schools of thoughts. And then there's some people who are like, I just want to break even, right? Like I want to pay my fair share at the end of the year. I want to be as close to zero dollars owed 
um, or returned as possible. It's my money. I want it. I want as much of it as I can now, but I also don't want to owe or have to write a check. So there's three three schools of thought. Um, and ultimately, wealthy people, I'll say, will, will typically tell you they want that loan from the government so they can take that money and invest it, right? They put that money to work, go get a return on the money, put that money in the market, put that money into some other investments, put that money into living. Um, but ultimately, they, they also aren't putting that money in and just blowing it either, right? Like they ain't taking it and doing like your cousin did with PPP loans, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they taking it and they're putting it to work for them, getting a return on the money so they can take that original capital and pay that tax bill with it. So um, that's what most people will tell you. Me personally, I like to get that extra check. Like I understand the power of investing. I understand the power of keeping that money. I like to get that extra check at the end of the year. So I'm going to always do my taxes to get that or in the next year, I'm always going to do my taxes to try to get me a return. One of the not problems is the it's a blessing. You know, now the off the field revenue is, is doing well. So, you know, I'm gonna be stuck with a bill. But as you mentioned, right, like there, those are things that that you can there are things that you can do to try to lower your taxable qualified taxable income, you know, or would you say qualified tax deductions taking qualified tax deductions to lower your taxable income. No, I was going to say, I mean, you said something, right? When you like me personally, I like getting that extra money now, right? The thing is, you're in a different league, right? You you in a different mindset. The average person, they getting all that money now and they spending that money as opposed to setting that money aside. Like one thing you need to understand is like the government going to get their bread, right? Wesley Snipes. Mm. Uh, that. that man had to sit down for tax evasion. Mm. They had to sit old blade down. <laughs> old old white man can't jump. Had to sit down. He did. They hey come on come on over here. Hey you you spent you spending my money now. And the reality is so when coat when you say like man I'd rather have my money now. Well one, don't that's not even say my money now. I'll rather take that loan from the government. I like the way you said I'll take that loan from the government because it is the government's money. I might just have to pay it later. But like the average, especially the average entertainer, right? Young kid, 21 years old, just signed. He got about 18 face tax. Little shorty just got a little meal. He don't know what he doing. He think he really a millionaire. He got he got a quarter million in jewelry. Two quarter two cars, they worth a quarter million and the crib worth a quarter million. So son already in debt. But it's one thing to go in debt to the bank. It's a whole nother thing to go in debt to the IRS. Yeah, them two different types of going yeah. in debt because IRS like, bro, I'm gonna need all that. But not, but going to your point, right? When you were talking about the qualified deductions, and I think what makes a W two employee versus a W nine contractor different is one, a W nine, um, you know, contract contractor or business owner. The thing you got to understand is that the tax code is made for one person, right? That being the business owners. So if you work at a job, understand that, guess what? Your salary is a tax write-off. I'm going to mm. say that again. If you are a W-2, if you are a W-2 employee, you work at, I don't care where it's at, Walgreens. Walgreens, you look up at the end of the year, they made multiples of billions and billions of dollars and they get all these employees, they paying y'all. Well, here the things that make them a qualified, you know, deduction, right? Qualified tax deduction. One, the salaries of the employees, uh, they had to pay rent. They had marketing expenses. 
light bills, all this type of stuff, right? Marketing gonna be really big, but the understand the employees, all the stuff that in order for their business to run, right? In order for them to generate revenue, these are things that helps them make qualified deductions. So if you made a billion dollars as a Walgreens, for instance, right, for easy math, understand they paid, you know, 250, they paid a, a, a quarter of that to all their employees. But think about all the Walgreens locations in the world. They had rent. Think about the very few Walgreens commercials or the few, I mean, the, the Walgreens commercials, right? That's a write-off, right? Like at the end of the day, what makes business owners versus W-2 employees different is that the business owners have the ability to say what they needed to do in order to make that money, right? Like if you're a person, right, um, if you are a rapper, right? We talk about entertainers because we talk about the kid with 20 face tattoos. Well, yeah, he made a million dollars, but until he understands, man, I need an LLC when it comes to actually doing my taxes, that's going to help them pay less taxes, aka keep more money because that's going to help them say, yo, yo, whoa, whoa, I know I made a million dollars, but you know, everything I had to do, mm. shit, it, I, it cost me 100000 to get future for, uh, for a feature. Mm. That might be a write-off. It might be a qualified, right? Like, yo, my studio time, I got the best. I, I paid, I paid a, I had to get a a, a, a a DJ Mustard beat. This cost me 50 racks. Right enough. Boom, that's a write-off, right? Like, you start understanding the, the studio time, the engineering. I'm flying back and forth to the shows. Travel expenses, those are qualified write-offs. And so, mm. at the end of the day, like, understanding the tax code is really the biggest cheat code when it's all said and done. Man, you... you... You dropping bars, brother. That's what you do best. I ain't, I ain't even gonna touch that. I, w I will say. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. We need that funk flex. Mm, 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 yeah, throw that, throw that on right there. Go ahead. The one thing I, I do, because I've had conversations with a lot of college athletes now, especially about NIL, and, and I just think that, you know, as young people are making money, it's great. Just being conscious of this, being conscious of these conversations, being conscious of the tax bill, because, you know, for example, when I was in Detroit, we used to go around uh, Detroit, me and a few other players, a couple former players, um, and we would go around to different cities in Michigan, and we do basketball games against the local fire department or the local hospital, local police department, right? And it was like uh, almost like it was a fun thing for the, the different towns in Michigan that were some of them were close to Detroit, some of them were you know hours and hours away from Detroit, but they got to interact with their you know their local team players which was 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 awesome um it's a good time a lot of those games were paid out in cash right and so if, for young guys you're like man whoo making me a few hundred bucks in cash just to play some basketball and it's fun it's harlem globetrotters you traveling you just joking you hiding the ball signing autographs at halftime stuff like that but then a lot of guys were surprised in the end of january where they got that 1099 from the people who were running <laughs> those events right now, right off. Luckily, these guys are in the league, and so oh man, you didn't surprise me with this. But okay, it's a couple bands. I can get a tax bill. I, I can get the tax bill, but I got a check coming in that'll help me pay for this. Unfortunately, just think about how many college athletes are, are showing up to you know their local bar and doing autographs, or showing up to their local mall and doing autographs and getting paid in cash, right? And how many of them will get surprised or got surprised in January with that bill, you know? And so any of my athletes out there, anybody out there, really, like whenever you're getting money, 
it, it, I don't care if you think it's supposed to be cash and it's supposed to be completely under the table or not, right? Just make sure you understand that the IRS does not care, right? Make sure you keep track of it for yourself just in case somebody comes knocking and says, yo, where's my money? You know what I'm saying? I'm wearing all black today for a reason. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm, I'm that's I just want to make sure we look out for ourselves, man. Look out for the cookout. Hey, I got a crazy visual that I want like after effects of like Debo <laughs> on the train on the bike creeping around and that really being the IRS. Like yeah. Debo coming. Who? Debo. Like now nah, the IRS really coming for their bread. And it was just funny as you was thinking about it, right? Like when you talking about that little college athlete getting paid, I'm going to give you $1,000 to sign some college autographs. Because, like, at the end of the day, if you make over $600, then that's when it's like, I'm a 1099 you. So a lot of people, man, just give me $599. Give me $599. You don't got a 1099 me, a.k.a. you don't have to report that income. But if it's over that $600, they, they, they give you the ability to say, you know what, let me write this off. So if this is literally a bar, right, and they charge the people to come in and see this new star athlete and they give them $2,000. Well, guess what? All the people that paid them to get in, right? What the bar going to do is going to be like, yo, yeah, sure. We might've made $20,000, but we didn't really make $20,000 because, well, in order for us to make this money, to generate this, we had to pay, you know, the little quarterback. So actually we really only made, you know, what I say, $2,500. So we really only made $17,500, right? And then oh, on top of that, well, it, the, the cost of the liquor, the cost of the security, everything ended up getting a write-off, right? But, like, just understand that as a W-9 um, contractor, like, one of the, the, the greatest cheat codes at the end of the year is understanding how to use qualified write-offs, right? Like, the biggest thing everybody was talking about, which I always laugh at to this day, where the fuck is Trump's tax returns? Trump, where your tax returns? <laughs> Motherfuckers asking that is just purely W two employees. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna just let, I'm gonna just address the elephant in the motherfucking room. If you was one of them people that was sitting there, oh Trump don't pay taxes because you're a W two employee. The people that are W nine contractors, if they wanted to see Trump's uh, tax returns, is because they trying to learn from him. That's the gym. Just think about it, bro. Because at the end of the day, the real game, right? The the easiest thing in the world is making the money. The hardest thing is keeping the money. Right. So when you think about generational wealth, how you passing that wealth on to your kids? Well, guess what? There's certain type of, you know, ways to make it, because if I die and just leave money to my kids, all oh, the government want that bread, too. Oh, yeah. Let me get some of that. You can't even transfer wealth without the government. Nigga, you dead and the government still taxing you, bro. So think about it. Like, hey. there's so many ways. Like, the game, the name of the game is how to avoid taxes. Like, that's the real, like, everybody talk about, oh, I made this money trading crypto or trading stocks, bro. Like, at the end of the day, bro, the biggest game right now is how to avoid paying the IRS. Because there are different ways, right, of figuring out, like Cope said, what did you say, 1031? 1031 exchange. The real estate. Legally, legally. Yeah, so, uh, like, I can't, yeah, the, legally, the same, same. right, like, like whether it's in real estate, whether it's like I'm saying, setting up a trust so that, you know, the, 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 the government can't find a way like a trust, like in terms of putting all your assets in the trust. That way, when you pass on, it can go to your kids. That way, the government can't tax it as much. I'm sure they can find a way to still get in there. But like the end of the day, where deductions are real, like I was one of my homies is a tax accountant and he like, bro, at the end of the day, 
when you get in business with your friends, right now me and Copa business partners, when we go out of town, we get to write off our travel. If we're talking about money, music, cultures, we go out to eat, we can write off our meals, travel, meals, right there. So we literally eating good, you know, $500 steak dinner, boom. First class, $1,000 for him, $1,000 for me. That's $2,500 that at the end of the year we get to write off because those were true business expenses. And what people don't understand is that as a W-2 employee, the greatest game I ever got was a white dude I used to work for, work with. Well, yeah, he was a little senior than me. His ass a goofy in real life. But he gave me some games, so I always remember it. I hated working with certain people. Mine was always hated because I, I was too, you know what I mean? I was an art artist, so I was a little too... You know what I mean? I couldn't, they couldn't confine me. To work in finance, you got to be Braxton Penderhues. You got to be a real tap dancer, motherfucker, sometimes. Now the game changed because, you know, the whole, you know, they, they want to have diversity in the corporate spot. But back then, you was a black dude. They wanted you to tap dance. I could never tap dance. But some of the greatest game I got from Son was like, oh, dude, you got to get an LLC. Dude, you got to write all this shit off. He's like, dude, my dry cleaning bill, I'm writing it off. This is my work uniform. Motherfucker, custom suits every day. Oh, I got to write this off. If he put his... Bro, so whatever your business is, just understand, like, it's a it's a game that we're on the sidelines in. We're not playing the game. W-2 employees, consider consider this, right? Whether Whatever you're passionate about, right? You can literally, you know, you're trying to get audited, but you can literally open up a, a LLC for $150, right? Something you're passionate about, Start trying to sell a product. You make literally no money. You can lose each year for like three years, up to three years or so. You got to, but for three years, you can literally operate that business as a negative, right? Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a starving artist. I, I, you know, I spent $30,000 trying to get this business off. $30,000 can write off your, your W-2 taxes. So you can literally be a W-2 employee and have a side hustle that unfortunately ain't making no bread. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get audited IRS, but this is just real facts. You feel? You know what I mean? Year two, same thing. You know what I'm saying? These is real facts. You know what I mean? But just understand the write-off game is real. Yeah, man. Look, look. Say no more, man. Like I said, I think one of the biggest things that, that I want people to take away from this episode is obviously taxes. Uh, it was something funny in, in that song, too. I said, you know, that sounds like the mob. Like, you know, like Nebo coming. The mob coming in, even when you die, y'all take my money too? God dang. Like, oh, y'all ain't bro. show no sympathy. Y'all gonna at least send flowers to the funeral, please? Uh, like, you know, so it, it, it's real. You can't avoid it. But also, you know, when you hear certain topics, I think that sometimes you hear, you know, certain things. And we talked about it on earlier episodes, right? Where, like, we people used to make fun of trust fund kids and things like that. There's certain things that if you hear a certain group of people doing it, right? And that's where you're trying to get to financially or, or where you're trending financially. Let's let's research that. Right? <laughs> let's not let's not make fun of that. Let's not let's not, you know, look you know, clown it or anything like that. Let's let's ten thirty one. I keep hearing all these real estate investors, these big time real estate investors say ten thirty one. Let me Google this real quick. Right? I keep talking oh, about these trusts. If if they're doing it and you got to remember, they have a, a the leg up on us or, or, yeah, they have the leg up on us in terms of years of experience because their parents were probably doing it and taught it down, passed it down to them, 400 of them, right? So 
it, it, it's not your fault that you don't know it, but let's not shy away from some of those things. Like if you start hearing some of these terms in different circles or hearing people say it, let's let's lean into that, lean into that discomfort and, and learn on that. So, uh, but yeah, man. Hey, Cope, I love what you said. As we get out of here, learn from them, right? Like the older saying, don't play a hate, congratulate. Mm. Don't play a hate, congratulate, but also educate, right? Learn from it, right? Like if it's a way to learn from it, like the the the, the thing is, oh, he a trust fund kid. He don't know what it's like to get it out the mud. Like if you got it out the mud, you should ensure your kids also don't get it out the mud. Ensure your kid a trust fund, baby. Like, you know what I mean? So don't play a hate, congratulate, but also educate. That's the real thing, right? Like. I don't even got to congratulate. I don't care. You can still hate, but use that as your fuel to actually help elevate your life so that you understand, you right? Because it's a game we playing. It's either you on the sidelines or you in the game, right? Like, or you coaching, or you on the team. It's one of the two, but like, chances, or you in the nosebleed. Just ask yourself where you at. Uh. Is you one of the people that's watching it because you didn't, you, you didn't, you didn't streamed it illegally? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or you win the game? Or you sit courtside? Hey. It's a game we playing, though. Just make sure you win it. Hey, then I'll, I'll end like this. Since it's money music culture, you know your boy, my dog, is uh, my favorite rapper, J. Cole. Either you play the game or watch the game play you and be that broke motherfucker talking about I stay true. It's C-World. Mm. Play the game, people. It's cold world. I'm playing the game. I'm in this mug. I'm in this joint like Sonic, boy. So... With that being said, man, another episode of Money Music Culture. Ross, I appreciate you dropping gems as always. It's your boy Brandon Copeland, a.k.a. Professor Cope. I will see you next time. And as always, make sure you go share this thing. Like Ross said, play a hate, congratulate if you choose to, but more importantly, educate. And the simplest way you can do that is by liking, subscribing, and sharing this with your homie, your cousin, your neighbor, your neighbor's neighbor, your auntie, and your ex-girlfriend that you hate. But... You know, she she gave you that gift that one time. So money, music, culture, we're going to see you next time.